Well, good morning or good evening or whatever time of day it is where you're at when you're listening to this. God bless you guys. Hope you're doing well. We've been going through these talks. uh, On Monday, we talked about Christianity. Tuesday, we talked about the Father. And today, I want to talk about the Son. I want to talk about the Son. I want to talk about Jesus. People get freaked out, man, when they hear even that name. At his name, people tremble. And you know why I think it is? I think, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, deep theological reasons. But one of the reasons I think people don't want to hear the name of Jesus because the connotation there is that he changes lives. And the thing is, people don't want to change. Oftentimes, they want to stay the same or they want to stay in their sin. And they're fine with it. I mean, there's power in his name, right? There's power in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name. And you just think about a couple scriptures. You know, Jesus is, John 14, 6, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is, look at Timothy, the mediator between God and man. Jesus is is amazing. And when you say any other, like, sages or spiritual leader's name, uh, people are fine with it. Because all it means is I'm going to live my life and do my thing. And I'll believe in some of their teachings. But when it comes to Jesus and what he said in John chapter 3 when he was uh, interacting with Nicodemus there at night. Is that it's about being born again. It's about life change. It's about altering everything in your life. You know, sometimes people say, well, people never change. And I disagree with that because... If that were the case, I would have quit being a pastor like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. I would have, I would have probably lost hope. But I've seen so much life change that I definitely know and believe that God changes life. That Jesus Christ changes lives. And I've seen too many life changes. Like He alters life. He changes lifestyles. He breaks addictions. He has breakthroughs like crazy. I mean, seriously, like most of the miracles that I have seen in my life as a believer have to do with life change. And it's not life change that happens on its own. It's not like I'm going to change my own life. No. But knowing who Jesus is and what he does and how through him we are saved and have a relationship and we're born again we died our old self and live in the new and and, and our old man is is gone and we have new life in Christ like that, it changes everything it changes everything and and so, Jesus is awesome (laughs) Jesus, even going through college you know, um the unbelieving history teachers that I had. I, I was a history major. Simply for the fact that I love reading and writing. And I love history. But my teachers were like, they didn't deny Jesus existed. He, they, But they called him one of the sages, right? But they weren't like he never existed. Like, there's enough evidence, enough writing, enough to show that he definitely did exist. And that's the thing. He did exist. Like, there's no fact, or there's no uh, denying that. But uh, the fact is, like, even the demons believe he exists. Even they know he's real. But they don't believe him for who he is. Like, they don't believe, they don't want to actually follow him. You know, obviously. But 
it's like many people believe that Jesus existed but they just think he's a moral man but biblically and clearly as we study the scripture and especially as you study the original language especially John the gospel of John you see the deity of Jesus we see that Jesus is God in the flesh and as we look at his life in the in the four gospels we see the heart of God in a tangible way and I love it I love it because oftentimes we're like, how do I live? What do I do? How do I react to people? How do I talk to people? You know, how do I share the truth? Yeah, we have all these questions. And and when we look to Jesus, we get the answers because of what he did, what he said, how he reacted, the lessons he taught, the way he went about things, his, the fact that he was approachable. Pretty amazing as we look at the life and the time of Jesus. And I think that's important. I think it's important to study the Gospels to, to find out what he did and how he reacted. To find out, too, the content of what he said. Because all scripture is God-breathed, right? And including the words of Jesus. And so oftentimes, honestly, as I'm, I'm going through the Gospel, it blesses me like crazy because I look at how Jesus dealt with things, with life with unexpected things I, and it teaches me what to do what not to do you know how to how to live how to lead how to follow uh, one of the beautiful things about Jesus is that he submitted to his father he went to his father often he went away to the mountain to pray and i absolutely love that because that is an example for us Jesus sought God. He was God in the flesh, right? Um, put aside his divine attributes to be an example for us. The whole thing is mind-blowing, and I only have 10 minutes, so I'm like thinking of all these <laughs> deep theological things, but I just want to scratch the surface as far as as Jesus lived his life, he was modeling how to live a life dedicated to God. He sought God. He, Before he chose all the disciples, he prayed all, day, all night long. And it's like, man, if Jesus prayed, we need to pray. He was able to enact God's will, even though it was the hardest thing he ever had to do. Like, think about in the garden, you know, when he was praying. And, and, and sweating great drops of blood it's, it's just like it was he was it was difficult right like he put his divinity aside so he experienced all the temptations all the hardships all the emotions that we do and how did he deal with it well he sought his father in heaven he sought God he clung to him he stayed focused on him so Jesus, he's not only the one who we're saved through, which is the most important thing, by the way, uh, but he's also our example. Even in the upper room, as he was washing feet of his disciples, and they're kind of freaking out, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not supposed to do this. You're our leader. <laughs> and that was like the lowest task for, you know, a servant of that time. But he was saying, he was demonstrating, and he said, that, I, 
that he was our example. And he was washing feet. Really? That's our example? Yes. For us as believers, he's our example. Like, all believers are called to serve, not to be served. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve, to give my life as ransom for many. We're all called to serve. Even pastor means ministers, translated servant. Sometimes even leaders in the church ex- exhort, like, exert their authority like way too much and they want everyone to know over and over that they are in charge. It's like, no, 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 no. Sure, you're called to a certain specific role. Sure, people respect that role, but you're called to serve the people, to feed the people. It's not about you. Not about me. It's about God. We have to look to God. So often we get sidetracked in our, our lives because we cease to look at Jesus. We cease to realize that He is indwelt in us. Like He's He's in our hearts and He is who we look to and we're saved through. The thing is, we don't want to make much of ourselves in this life, right? We don't want to make much of us. We don't want the light to shine on us. We don't want people to uh, imitate us. We want people to imitate Jesus. We want people to look at Him. We want to make much of Jesus, put simply. We want to make much of Jesus, not much of ourselves. Are we doing that? But he is who we're saved through. He is our example. He is who we look to to figure out how to act, how to uh, how to interact with people, how to deal with situations that are difficult. Look at the whole word, yes, but also I would say um, when you can, hone in on the Gospels and look to see how Jesus dealt with things. It's so important and so imperative that we look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one who is our constant, right? He's our constant. He is the rock. You know, oftentimes husbands and wives look at each other, they talk about each other, and they're like, they're, they're my rock. They are my, and in one sense that's true, but in another sense it's not because Jesus is our rock. He is our foundation. He is who our spiritual lives, He is who salvation is, it rests upon, right? It's through Jesus that we're saved. He's the way to God, the truth that we believe in to be saved, and the life. He's how we have eternal life. Make much of Jesus and realize how awesome and amazing He is. You know, we don't ever want to undervalue our Savior, our Rescuer, who is Jesus. Well, God bless you guys. Hope you have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you next time.